Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Rachel Olson. And we're sitting around this table today together because it is fun to do life together. But I got to tell you, Rachel, when we have to work together on anything, sometimes it can be a challenge. So today I would like to talk about working well with others. <laughs> and Oh, man, that opens up a whole big array of questions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So right now, um, you know, I teach at, uh, at a university and I teach communication courses and uh, a lot of communication classes in our department involve group work. We, you know, put a team of students together and they have to work together to create this project or create this paper or do this research. Um, and generally extroverts are drawn to, to, the, to, to the major of communication studies. So most of them are pretty extroverted and like people. You know, the idea behind group work is that other than having to coordinate your schedules, which is always hard, you know, finding a time that everybody's available to meet, other than that, it should theoretically make the the task easier, right? Like division of labor and two heads are better than one, Uh, you know. Many hands make light work. Exactly. So if you have four people to pull off this project, it should be easier on you than pulling it off yourself beyond simply having to, you know, find the time to all work together. But I cannot tell you the number of students that we've had in the last week that are coming and they're complaining about their group and they don't want to work with their group or their group doesn't want to work with them or half of their group is not showing up or or part of their group is not pulling their weight or, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they all are like, can I just do this myself? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like, well, you know, but this is a communication degree and it requires collaboration. And but I totally feel them on this you know I have there have been times when I've thought um, I have to do this thing let me get some friends involved let me get some volunteers doing this with me let me hire some help and then I have been like oh it's twice as hard now that I've brought them into this have you had that experience absolutely every day <laughs> just saying I mean you know that I wear so many different hats I've got the real estate hat I've got the Encouragement Cafe hat. I've got the serving at my church hat. All of these things, wife and mom and grandma. And so there are many, many opportunities to work well with others. However, I'm not even going to tease about this because there are times I just want to go in my little office, shut the door and get the job done because I know that I can get it done efficiently, I can get it done quicker, and yet I miss a big piece of what God is calling us to do because the world is a messy place. The world is full of tough people. It's full of hurting people. And so he is always saying, no, no, You're not going to do this alone. As a matter of fact, when you remember how Jesus sent out the disciples, he sent them out two at a time. And that's because we're not supposed to be doing anything alone. 
for many reasons, exactly what you said. When you work in a team or with someone else, not only do you have to consider their thoughts, but you have to kind of bend to give up your way sometimes for something someone else discovered was better. Yeah, and there is all of those cliche sayings for a reason, because many hands do make light work. And from Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 4, verse 9, it says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil or for their work. Same, same sort of thing, you know. Um, but sometimes when you feel like you're good at the task, that's when you don't necessarily want the help. Um, I, when I think back over my life, there have been many times that someone else, when I was sort of the, the newbie person to it, the learning, um, on the learning end of it, people welcomed me into the process. I, you know, I had, in grad school, I had professors that brought me into their research process and let me co-author articles with them. They didn't have to do that. But, and I'm sure I slowed them down or, or messed some things up that they would not have messed up, that they had to fix, but you know, it helped me learn. And then, you know, as I went into ministry work, I had um, people that were in charge of the organizations. You know, uh, uh, Kathy was in charge of the MOPS group that I entered and she led the whole thing. And I watched her and I learned from her how to do that. You know, fast forward a few years and I was leading the whole thing. But I'd have never known how to lead a MOPS group if I hadn't watched someone and they hadn't pulled me onto the steering team. So, I get it's kind of like being a mom and wanting to bake brownies and your, your, your toddler or your preschooler comes along and wants to help. And you know that helping is going to make this twice as messy and take twice as long. <laughs> but, you know, you want to bond with them and you want them to learn. This is how brownies are made. Now, in real estate, I, I'm in several forum groups uh, in Facebook and other ways where we kind of chat about trends and things that are happening in the world of real estate and one gal that I started in real estate with years ago over a dozen years ago I noticed that she has almost zero tolerance for anybody new <laughs> she's she is so frustrated with the new people that have come into this uh, profession and she's like, just obey the laws, just follow the rules. And I'm thinking, do you not remember what it was like to be brand new? And there's so much to learn and there's so much to be aware of. And, and oh my goodness, you can't know it all at once. And so oftentimes as we see this whole thing of working well with others, it does take uh, remembering what it felt like back to those days when you were starting brand new. You know, I don't know why this is so imprinted on my brain, but it wasn't my very first kind of quote unquote real professional job. It was my second quote unquote real professional job. But when I started um, at that 
uh, at that organization, I so distinct, and this was so many years ago, I distinctly remember feeling like the newbie, feeling like I, everybody else knew everything and I was never going to learn. Like I remember thinking, I can remember picture myself walking down a hallway um, in one of the buildings thinking, will I ever know everything <laughs> that everybody else seems to know? Because someone would give me an instruction like Rachel, you know, take this report down to the registrar and uh, load it into the um, gilowatch machine. And I would be like, okay, got it. Now, where is the registrar? How do I get there? What's a gigawatt machine and how do I load it? You know, and I just felt like, oh, for Pete's sake, they could go and do it themselves, you know, <laughs> before explaining all of it to me. I just remember that feeling is that I was so eager to be of help and do my job, but I felt like I didn't, I couldn't do my job. So like, you know, those real estate ladies that, you know, like maybe they're like, what are the laws? What are the rules? Somebody explain them to me. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, there there's only so much they can teach you in a class. The way you learn life is by doing it. I mean, think about the kids and yourself. When you were learning how to walk and talk, you had to do it with other people. And that's what God is telling us to do throughout life. It doesn't ever end. We don't get to hit the pause button and say, okay, I'm done now. No, whenever we still have breath in our lungs, he's saying we've got to be able to work with other people so that we grow and they grow. I remember when I was early 20s working for a PR firm that had an office in Indianapolis and in Chicago, and they decided that they were going to fly me to Chicago for the week to work in that office and I was beside myself. I was so excited. I did not dress properly because the temperature and the snow and everything was there in Chicago. And I remember feeling so out of place because I just I just didn't know my way around. And I remember my boss doing a similar thing to me, uh, handing me something and telling me to deliver this to a certain news organization, this this packet of information. And at the time, I'm sure it was probably press releases and it was an envelope and I was to take it there. Well, I had no idea where there was. I walked out onto the street in Chicago, traffic everywhere, and I hailed a cab. And I said, I need to get to this address right now. And he turned around and he looked at me and he said, are you serious? And I said, yes, I need to get to this address right now. He said, okay. So he turns on his machine and he takes off and he drives around the block and drops me right back at that corner. And I said, what are you doing? And he said, right there across the street, that's where you want to go. And I said, you've got to be kidding me. And it was on the, the side street. I didn't know the name of that street, so I had no idea. And I started to get in my purse. He said, lady, no charge. You just made my day. <laughs> But it was one of those cases where I needed some mentoring. I needed someone to work with me so that I would learn and know. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and so it's great when you have a mentor type person who's willing to invest in you and and you know talk you through and take you around the block, have a laugh, and not charge you. <laughs> I I don't know if I've talked about this before, but our church does something called Impact, and once a year we would get together on Sunday morning and divide out into over a hundred different groups. After we would sing a few hymns, we would take off and spend the entire day serving somewhere, doing something. We even built a house uh, in the parking lot of our church. One group had over a hundred people and they put together the walls for a Habitat for Humanity house and loaded them on a semi and took that to this house. So there were so many different projects going on on that one particular Sunday. And then we realized, wow, our groups really do work well together, even though we're all different. And there were so many different types of serving projects going on from the guys who wanted to swing the hammer and build the house to those who wanted to go sing at a nursing home and and make crafts with those folks or maybe just dig in the dirt to help fill in areas around the hospital where they needed flowers blooming there were all types of projects going on filling food bags and baskets and praying with people in the waiting rooms while others were being uh, operated on. So many projects going on and so many people bringing their gifts to the table that our church said, you know, we need to do this more than just once a year. This is something that we could impact the community every day if we learn how to work well together and serve. I'm so impressed that y'all built an entire house for somebody and then took it to them. That's amazing. I would love to be a part of something like that, but I would have no clue how to build a house. Like on my own, I would not know even how to begin that project. But I would be happy to show up and have someone say, here, here's the screwdriver, put these screws or put these nails, you know, into this wall, um, you know, or paint this wall or whatever. Like that's really an example of, you know, many hands making light work and, you know, different people being able to use their gifts. Um, I love to paint, paint walls. My husband hates to paint. So all the painting at our house gets done by me. Um, but he does all the lawn work, you know, division of labor. It, it's a good thing. And it makes me think of, you know, Corinthians, where it, it talks about that, you know, we're all um, the body of Christ, but we're made up of different members, just like, you know, our individual physical body is one unit, but it's made up of fingers and toes and elbows and ears and nose. So, you know, they all, each piece has its different function, um, but together they make up an entire body. And I try to keep that in mind when I work with people because, you know, I tend to like the parts that function the way I function because I understand them and I think like them. But it's super helpful when you are um, 
you know, forced to, if you will, work with people who are not like you um, and to, to observe them and learn from them and um, see how it is that um, other parts function and how other parts are needed. Because when we just sort of self-congregate with the parts that we like, um, I think there's a real learning opportunity that's missed there, you know, and we tend to undervalue other people and their gifts. Well, I know that's true because uh, there are so many folks that are not like us that sometimes can rub us the wrong way if we don't allow them to be themselves and to bring to the table what they have to offer. And I know that you and Mary Beth, your friend and mine, she operates totally different than we do. However, we can learn a lot from her. Oh, yes. Mary Beth is one of the most organized people that I know. And now, if she were at the table today, she would say, well, I have to be because I have six kids. You can't, you can't get through life with six kids without being super organized. But I honestly think it is more than that. I think it's ingrained in her personality um, because this girl has to-do lists for her to-do list. She, I'll never forget the day she explained all of this to me. She has a notebook that's her master to-do notebook notebook and absolutely everything she can ever think of that ever needs doing goes in that notebook um, as along with seasonal tasks like she has in that notebook you know change out the air filters in your furnace every four months like stuff like that change the batteries in your in your fire detector smoke alarm um, things like I never like I change the batteries in my smoke alarm when it starts beeping at me letting me know that they're about burn about out that's when I do that that's how I know time to do that so she has this whole master to-do list and then each month she pulls tasks off the master to-do list. She creates a monthly to-do list. That's a separate list. And then out of the monthly to-do list, she creates a separate weekly to-do list. So she does have to-do lists for her to-do list. And this blew my mind when I learned this. Um, and, and I initially kind of thumbed my, my little nose up at that, right? Like, oh my gosh, you spend more time. You Think what you could get done if you didn't spend all this time making three to-do lists. Uh, but you know, Know what that girl gets more done than I get done she gets more done in two days than I get done all week and so when I finally you know I, I worked with her on some projects and I observed how she worked and how her whole to-do list thing worked and you know I now make to-do lists I do not have a to-do list for my to-do list but I learned from her um, and it's not my first sort of um, nature to, to operate this way. But thank God I got the chance to work with Mary Beth because it has improved the way I do my life now. I'm sure, though, I drove her crazy when she had to work with me because I, to her, I was probably so disorganized and, you know, I, lacking in a to-do list. So I'm sure that was one of those instances where um, I was learning from her more than she was learning from me. And that's the way it goes sometimes. Sometimes you're the person that benefits from the help of the group. And sometimes the group benefits from your help. Well, whenever you're working with others, you're both going to learn something. And even though you may not see it, Rachel, there is a, a, a spark of spontaneity in you that 
is maybe lacking in Mary Beth or some of our other friends like Andrea. You know, there are folks that are very organized and they they're very driven in the way that God created them. And yes, we can learn from them and they do know what they are doing. However, don't ever discount the parts that we bring to the table because there are things that only we can do. I just met with my accountant this week and she is a dear friend. She, uh, my, uh, my goal for her when we started working together 20 years ago, I said, you must keep me out of jail. <laughs> because I do not I do not want to do anything wrong and I could do something wrong with my taxes accidentally because I uh, that's not my gifting and she just laughs every time we're together she's just throws her head back and she's like I love being around you because you've got that little bit of crazy going on that she doesn't have you know she just she loves the spontaneity spark where we're not afraid to rush in and tackle something. And she says, it's okay. That's why you have people like me and Andrea, because we're your safety net. And we will be there working together. And I love that. When God brings us together with the Mary Beths and the, and the Robins and the Andreas, you and I can operate in the way God created us to be, and we don't have to feel like we're less than. We feel like, okay, God, you gave me very specific gifts that only I can do. But together with those other folks that are doing their specific gift that you've given them that no one else can do quite like they do, when we bring it all together, wow, it can blow your mind at what can get done. So true. I need people to keep me out of jail. So true. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you got yes. out of that. <laughs> well, it is, it is so like that building the house in the parking lot. Now, here was the beautiful thing. There were only a handful of people who actually knew what they were doing with that project. But they divided up and they had different things and tasks for everyone to do. There were young kids that were there with their dad and their mom and they were swinging hammers and they were learning and they were doing. And I, I believe that that will be an experience they will never forget because they came together and it was a big massive group from different walks of life, but they learned how to work together and build a home. Rachel, you and I, every day, we're called to do this thing called life together. And even though there are times when other people don't seem to be pulling their weight and they want to make you pull your hair out, God says, show my love regardless. So this week, I'm gonna encourage every one of us to get out and do the things that are difficult with others and see if God doesn't show up in the middle of it all. And may God give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe 
at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time. Luann, I'm so excited about the new Encouragement Cafe website. We've got devotions on there. We've got past radio shows on there you can listen to. We have Bible studies taking place on there. There's so many ways to get a dose of encouragement from the website. So I'm excited to send people to check it out. I am too. And you know, you can always see where we're going to be next. We have events happening all over the country. Check it out. EncouragementCafe.com. Com.